check it out. Skrillas and Guns has his uh, Hell in a Handbasket patch. All right, so let's do this. Let me um, let me take this uh, opportunity here to remind you guys to go to HankStrange.com. That's the best way to support us over here. You can, um, you, if you go there, sign up for the email list. Also, look around the site. There's links to merch, like if you want to get the uh, Gun Nerd shirts that, I'm, that I wear, as well as the Lot Lao shirts, you can get those. There's a link that takes you to Ballistic Inc. over on the website. If you look around, there's patches, like that patch that uh, Gorillas and Guns was holding up, the Hell in a Handbasket. We've got stickers and all kinds of cool things that you guys could purchase to help support us. We appreciate everyone for doing that. Big shout out to Tusk. Um, Firearms Crypto Payments, that's what Tusk is. They sponsor the show here. It's basically a way for the firearms industry to avoid Operation Chokehold, which uh, is probably already being deployed on us, basically stopping us from buying and selling uh, guns and accessories to each other, which is completely legal and covered by the Second Amendment. We've had the folks from Tusk on here, and I encourage you guys to check that out, help support them. They are uh, growing that every day, and we are going to need it very, very soon. All right, that being said, let me load everyone up here, and uh, we'll, we'll get going with the show. All right, now thankfully I've got my uh, good good old button, so I press the button. Welcome back to the Hank Strange Situation, Lifestyles of the Locked Don't forget to smash the thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. We are live. Okay, we've got a new guest here tonight joining us. Uh, we've got Charles Heller of Arizona Citizens Defense League. Joining us, ooh, going on the whirly whirl. <laughs> okay, so Charles, you don't know this, but we are taking this back from the terrorists. We do this thing over here called jazz hands, sir, and it goes a little something like this. So everyone has to do the jazz hands there, gorillas and guns. Let's, let's let's show them how to do it. There you go, Charles. I know he's trying to get he's trying to get his uh, phone hooked up here. Plugged in. Right. Yeah, he's trying to get that phone plugged in. But we will we'll we'll get him. Uh, yeah, there we go. There we go. Let's see the jazz hands again. One more time. One more time so the people can see. Oh, there you go. Jazz hands. Jazz those hands. Are, uh, those are carpal tunnel jazz, jazz hands for you. Oh, I was going to say, do you have <laughs> web slingers or something going on? It looks like, looks like web slingers there. <laughs> I'll tell you something. Uh -huh. This is what the true the true gear gadget wears. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the true, the, the uh, I'll use a politically incorrect time, the gear queer wears. Oh, nice. There's my tool and there's my flashlight. Okay. There you go. And this is for, you've got carpal tunnel in both hands? Yeah, badly. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Very nice. Uh, yes, good inventive. Yeah, good inventive use of uh, that setup there. Yeah, so for the folks who are joining us out there, this is episode 726 of the Who Move My Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Hank Strange. As I said, we have Charles Heller of Arizona CDL, AZ CDL, joining us, as well as Gorillas and Guns on YouTube. That is his YouTube channel. Uh, Scott, I, I could say, can I say Scott? I don't know. I should have asked you. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, everybody else has been doing it here lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm honest. Yeah, it, it helps makes it easier, you know. I mean, who knows what the algorithm is doing to us? Oh, they're talking about gorillas and guns. It's so unsafe. So, um, silverbacks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, thanks to all you guys. Welcome. Shout out to all the folks out there. Please do smash those thumbs ups as you guys are coming in. If anyone needs a shout out or something like that, let me know and I'll get the shout out going. But definitely smash the thumbs ups. That helps us in the uh, algorithm. Helps us float us up. Uh, so, you know, we'll, 
you know, we, we need to, uh, you know, we need to get that going. Motorboater wants to know, is that a bottle opener in the palm? Did you have a bottle opener in your palm, Charles? No, no, it's the, uh, it's the metal brace inside that's, it's escaping its earthly bounds and it's about due to be replaced by a new one. It's the metal stay in the, in it. Both of them are coming out. But you know, it might, now that you mention it, if I push it out a little bit, that might make a damn good bottle opener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you never know. You never know. Um, if okay. only I had a bottle to open. <laughs> right, yes, absolutely. Um, so uh, probably a good place to start here for the folks who aren't familiar with who you are and what you do. Lola always tells me, you know, have the guest explain to us who they are, how they how they came to be doing what they do, and then specifically what they do. So how about, you know, we all start there. Um, I'm 63. I came from Chicago about 43 years ago to Arizona, and I just decided to bloom where I was planted. My dad was in law enforcement light, was a consumer fraud investigator. Mm -hmm. My mom was a violin teacher. My grandfather was a judge. I came to Arizona when I was 21, began to be concerned about rights and started reading, joined the organizations that were out there. There was a, a group called Grassroots, which existed before AZCDL did, kind of went by the wayside after winning a national award from the Second Amendment Foundation. In 2004, about eight of us started chatting on a bulletin board. Maybe it was email back then, I don't remember. But anyway, we were uh, wishing there was some solid organization in Arizona that would lobby for gun rights. Okay. And uh, there wasn't one. There was the Arizona Rifle and Pistol uh, Association, but it wasn't, um, and it did have a lobbying arm. Okay. But they were basically... Um, it's an NRA affiliate and structured like the NRA, largely as a training organization with a lobbying component. We wanted a dedicated group, and our fantasy, our wild dream, was one day we would get constitutional carry. Little did we know that that would occur five years after we were formed. Okay. So, uh, and we're the guys who did it. Okay. We're about we're, we did, we did about did about ninety percent of it. The NRA did give a push for the last ten percent of it. Okay. So, okay. Um, and uh, let's see what we do at the Citizens Defense League. Am I following your format? All right. No, you're good. Yeah. If you could just center your camera a little bit more, that would probably help. Center um, it. Yeah. Just uh, go the other way. Go the other way, because we are kind of like in the middle of the screen. We're we're doing a three. There you go. And then. Just a little bit more. They're right there. That's perfect. If I can get it uh, to stay there. Yeah. It's yeah. against the coffee cup. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it um, old school style here. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, mm -hmm. what we decided the Citizens Defense League would be is about 95% of our effort would be focused on the right to keep and bear arms. Mm -hmm. So... We don't really do very much else, and we would work only at the local, at the Arizona state level, and we would work on issues, not candidates. So we don't endorse anybody, we don't support anybody, we don't oppose anybody. 
We okay. all, we mostly work on legislation, and we've had 63 good bills signed by three governors over 16 years, one of whom hated us, one of whom supported us at the beginning and then didn't do anything after constitutional carry, and one who's turned out to be a sour disappointment, the one that the current one. Okay, yeah, sorry, I think I was muted for a second there. Okay, so um, how many, just, I might have missed it here, just uh, dealing with some stuff, but how many members do you guys currently have, and where can people uh, find you? Hey, hold on a second, Lola. Yeah, where can folks find you guys on social media? Well, we're on all the platforms you want, uh, Facebook and Twitter and, and all that. We're on all the we're on all the popular platforms, Facebook. You can find us easily on Facebook. If you look for Arizona Citizens Defense League, you'll find us easily. Uh, Twitter and all the other you know, big popular ones we're on, Instagram and all that stuff. Um, we also mainly we also have a website, azcdl.org, and uh, you can find us there. You can sign up. You can be a member. Um you don't have to be an, an Arizona resident to be a member of our organization. We have members from all over. Uh, we, we have members from the PRC, the People's Republic of California. So, um, and even uh, Kanakistan, we have Canadian members who are, you know, snowbirds. So uh, we got members from all over the place. And what we do is we focus on supporting bills that uh, advance the right to keep and bear arms. For instance, we've had one that's now on its third go around. And that is, when I say go around, I mean, we've tried it twice before and gotten close, but not gotten it passed. And that's called secure buildings. And what that says is, is it's not illegal right now, currently under Arizona law to be in a government building with a gun. The only thing, the only thing that makes it illegal is if it's a secure police facility, you can't do that. If it's a prison, you can't. But other than that, if it's a government building, you can't, unless they put up a sign. If they put up a sign, they're required by law to put up storage lockers, and <clears throat> but they're not required to do metal detection at the doorway. This bill would require them to put in a metal detector and two police officers on every entrance or anybody with a CCW permit could simply walk right past the sign. And the idea is if you're gonna invoke disarmament, you should ensure disarmament. Otherwise, you're just disarming the victims. So this would say that anyone with a CCW can go right past the sign, unless there's a metal detector in a locker for storage. Okay, all right. Um, what do you think about that, Scott? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's definitely, um, a disarmament, uh, tactic for sure. Uh, we got the same thing going on here in Virginia. Uh, they're trying to pass a bill right now saying that, uh, we can't have firearms in any or around any government buildings. And, um, there's another one about polling places as well. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard. It, it's, I guess it's always been kind of hard for anybody to carry inside the government buildings, except for maybe the, uh, you know, the, the representatives that work there, um, but, you know, normal average citizens, I don't believe we're really ever allowed to carry in there. Um, I guess you could in certain areas, but not in offices. Yeah. 
And I guess um, if they're if they're gonna go to the extent of of making this a gun free zone, mm. um, the 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 bill as you guys are proposing it, right? Charles says, well, you're gonna have to man someone here to actually ensure that no one's coming in here um, with a gun, you know, and then also to serve as some kind of security, right? Because a lot of places are just declaring gun-free zones but don't have any uh, further security. Right. So if that doesn't exist and someone has a, a, a concealed carry permit, they can go in. And obviously that's a person who's been background checked, et cetera. Right. Mm -hmm. it's, that's exactly what it is. We've tried and tried and tried before mm -hmm. and, uh, and had, had it fail at various points. It just passed its committee hearings, and uh, it's going for. Uh, it's been the second read. It's going the third read now. So uh, mm -hmm. hopefully it'll get to both houses, and hopefully mm -hmm. our governor will decide to sign it. Yeah, let me get this. Uh, Vanessa Kitty has a comment here. Let me get this in. She says, uh, "Making it a requirement for every type of uh, faculty that makes it mandatory to be disarmed should have all secure facilities to securely disarm while on property on property excuse me including every federal federal installation i guess um, well the, the, we don't have jurisdiction over the federal right but the federal courthouse houses are like that the problem is is that federal courthouses won't check your gun in arizona unless you're in law enforcement mm -hmm. so if you have a job that requires a firearm Mm -hmm. And you go for jury duty and you go, look, from here I got the gun. Um, I'm willing to check my gun. And they say, well, you in law enforcement. You say, no. Well, we can't check your gun. Well, mm -hmm. then I'll just come in with it. No, no, you can't do that. Well, mm -hmm. then those are your choices. Pick one. Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm here for jury duty. You can't stop me from coming into the building. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it forces a standoff that we really don't want to have at mm -hmm. the state level. At the mm -hmm. federal level, we can't do anything about it because we're not we, we don't operate in a federal jurisdiction. Right, right, yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, so that's a good one. Uh, by the way, sorry, there was a little bit of confusion here. I'm trying to, uh, you know, sort some things out here in the van, make sure there's no like extra noise and stuff like that coming over. If you guys are hearing something, let me know so we can fix it. Right. Um, Okay, so that's what's going on. Any other things going on in Arizona that we should uh, be be made aware there's of? There's a lot of bills. there's a lot of bills. Quite a few of them going on. I can give you a list of some of the stuff that we're doing. Mm -hmm. by going on our website and going through them. Gosh, mm -hmm. I hope my voice holds out. Right. Yes. Uh, please do do forgive Charles <laughs> here. He's uh, you know, he's um. He's got like a, what is it, strep throat, you know, you've just been talking a lot? It's laryngitis. Laryngitis, laryngitis, yeah. So, uh, you know. Now, you're a guy who professionally talks, right? I think you still have a radio show, you were saying. I have, I have four. You have four radio shows. Okay, nice. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> What's that going on? I said he's a busy man. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> on the radio for 23 years oh wow nice yeah so uh you know you gotta i i mean you already know all the different things you could probably tell us all the tips of like keeping the voice going and all that although you know ultimately if you're doing four shows man i mean there's only so much a human human voice box can handle you want a tip don't go on a, don't uh, 
don't go on a Zoom or Skype call when your voice is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Too late for that one. <laughs> that one's already being done. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so let's see. Um, I can tell you all kinds of stuff about bills going through. Right now we have a Second Amendment enforcement mm -hmm. um, bill going through the legislature, which says that no local state, local county or state government can assist the federal government in enforcing any unconstitutional gun laws. Yeah. And that looks like it's going to pass. Yeah, if nice. you have if you have um if you have a link and you put it in our internal chat here, I'll share it and then maybe Scott and I, Scott can look at it and I can look at it and we can read it back to the people because we do as um as LV Louis Cipher says here, poor guy, save that voice. Yeah, so let's uh, maybe try to help uh help Charles out here a little bit and um if you can share it in our chat here, I don't know if you know how to do that. I don't. Um, okay, I, or then tell, to, let's see. I don't know how to do it without picking up the phone and wrecking the picture. Right, okay. Yeah. Which bill is it? I'm looking at your website right now, and I've got all the uh, legislative update uh, page pulled up. Well, for instance, 2111. Okay, yep. Uh, look, look on our bill tracking page, and uh, azcdl.org. And then go on bill tracking and yeah. send it. And uh, let me see if I can share this with the folks here because that would probably help us a little bit. Let's see, can we share that? Was what I was no, just talking. No, no, no. That was what I was just talking about. Okay. Um, let me see. Is this uh... okay? <laughs> the bill. So we're looking at the bill page. Let's see. It's under state track. State track. Bill yeah. tracking. So okay, under, uh, the heading is uh, is bill tracking. Oh, bill yep, tracking. Yep, okay. Yep. Legislative. Legislative, and then and then go down to bill tracking. Okay. Yeah. Title is Second Amendment unenforceable federal laws. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. You can read the summary there for me, if you will. Okay. So, um, the do you want to go for this, Scott? Sure. It says uh, the summary is a bill that proposes that any act, law, treaty, rule, or regulation of U.S. government that violates the Second Amendment would be unenforceable in Arizona. Additionally, state and local government resources could not be used to enforce any act, law, treaty, rule, or regulation of the U.S. government that violates the Second Amendment. That's awesome. That's uh, similar to what uh, Mississippi just did. I think it was Mississippi, right? Yep. I think so. Um, yeah, uh, I think you could be you could be right. I'm not. Uh, the folks out there will have to let us know. I haven't been exactly tracking everything. Okay, so that's that one. Um, if you want, just go down the whole list of them. I can tell you anything you want to know. Yeah. So this, there's a number. Right. Okay. Go, go ahead. ahead. Um, no, no. no. Ahead. I'm trying to look at this and see. Okay. So. Proposes that any act, law, treaty, or rule regulation of the United States government that violates the Second Amendment would be unenforceable in Arizona. Additionally, the state and local government resources could not be used to enforce any act, um, law, treaty, or regulation. Um, and then I'm trying to see if there's any... So if, is there any enforcement part of that? The reason why I'm asking that is we had Matthew LaRossiere on, and he said that one of the things... Um, you know, that's going on with all this stuff is that there's no actual teeth 
Um, so we have that. Okay. Okay. What we did in 2016 is we got Senate Bill 1579 passed. And what it said was, is that if any city, county, uh, board, or political subdivision of Arizona did not comply, that they would lose all their state shared revenue for that whole year until they changed their policy or law. And the city of Tucson and most of the state preemption in Arizona is aimed at the city of Tucson because they don't, they, they, for 30 years, they've ignored state preemption. Okay. And in 2018, they had been destroying guns in violation of state law when the police seized them. And so oh, we got a state legislator to file a complaint with the attorney general. The attorney general reviewed it and ordered the state treasurer to suspend their funding. They went to the Supreme Court, which is their only, it's called a special action. They filed a special action to get it stopped. And the Supreme Court ruled against them in 2018, seven to nothing. You either change it or you lose all your money, which would have bankrupted the city of Tucson. Mm -hmm. They changed it. The city council changed it by a vote of four to three. Mm -hmm. Okay. And one, of, and one of the three that voted against changing it is now the mayor. Yeah. So Tucson is the trouble city uh, in Arizona, right? There's in, in a lot of these states, there's like these super liberal cities that are uh, basically destroying the Second Amendment and the, and the Constitution in a lot of places. So in Arizona, it would be Tucson or are there are there several of them there? There are several, but Tucson is the largest. OK. It is a large university town with people here who are very left leaning. And uh, there's no value in the Air Force Base, which is one of the larger Air Force bases in the country, and the headquarters of the 12th Air Force, among other things. They don't see the value in that. They'd like to see that redeveloped. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Sorry, that was uh, Missouri that they did that in. Missouri? Okay. All right. There you go. Um, all right. So... Let's see. Uh, so there's some more ones there. When I'm looking at the list, it basically says um, after that they're kind of dead, right? So there's some looks like some anti-gun well, stuff. We have the same legislators like Randall Freeze, who proposes the same things every year, and uh, they're usually dead as a doornail. They're dead on arrival, most of them, but uh, they go through the motions. Yeah. Yeah, so it looks like most of these after that. Well, okay, let's go past the dead ones, right? Because probably I don't know. I don't know what you guys think if it makes sense to uh, to touch on those ones at this point. Um, well, I mean, it's always good to know that these bills are are dying. That's for sure, and mm -hmm. not going anywhere. Um, well, so, ones I talked about the uh, the secure buildings is 2581, I'm trying to read it here, 2551, which is uh, sponsored by John Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh is an interesting guy. He's a retired um, New York, New Jersey transit cop. Uh, you know what? I knew that name sounded familiar. Tom Kavanaugh. No, John Kavanaugh. John Kavanaugh? Okay, Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh. That sounds familiar to me. Okay. Uh-huh. You'd think that a guy like him would be a down the down the rule, you know, straight up and down, hard right mm -hmm. conservative, and he's not. 
he's definitely a law and order guy, but he's a right to keep and bear arms guy mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been a very, very loyal supporter of our organization over the years. Okay. Okay. Let's see. How do we look that guy up? Uh, what is it? John Cavanaugh, Arizona? Yeah. Okay. Let me see. Yeah, it looks yeah. like yeah, that's a that's a good bill. It, it's going to leave the uh, like he said the uh, whole government building thing, um, and it'll exempt the CCW permit holders uh, from prohibition of entering the building while uh, I mean, armed. So tell you where it's important: motor vehicle. Hmm. Motor vehicles got a sign and they got a lockbox, but there's no security in the places. A ki- Most of the motor vehicle places are a kill funnel. If somebody wanted to do something bad, that'd be a place to do it. So there's a place where you can, if this passes, you'll you'll be in better shape if something goes mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, yeah. I I have some family that live down in Tennessee, and they said um, breaking into cars and stealing firearms is pretty big. Like uh, people are waiting for you to park, and they're kind of hunting you out, and then waiting for you to park and go in the store or into work, and then they're breaking into your car to steal your firearms. Mm-hmm. And God bless your God bless your two A stickers, but you're probably better off not having them on the car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would, uh, if possible, I would definitely avoid having identifying stickers of any kind. I talk about that all the time, you know, um, for lots of different reasons. So I can't I can't throw up John Cavanaugh here if anyone's interested. So here here it goes. Born New York, New York, Republican Party. Member of Arizona House of Representatives since 2019, and there's a ballotopia on him. Uh, he's, so. he's been in the legislature for many years. He right. was a senator before he was a representative. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so that this one is this one is a good one in your opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 2521 Arizona HB 2521. Um, so let's see, uh, which one should you go ahead? I'll tell you the big one that we support. And it's 2810. If you go scroll down a little farther, 2810 is to reform civil asset forfeiture. And it's one of the areas, and it's one of the very rare times when we go outside of the right to keep and bear arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arizona has been very abusive of uh, civil asset forfeiture, which is your property is deemed to be guilty rather than you being guilty of a crime. Right. And so you're at the side of the road. They find a whole bunch of cash on you, you know, in a traffic stop. They just seize it. And then they don't want to give it back, even though you haven't been charged with a crime mm-hmm. because they deem that the cash is guilt. But why would you have had so much cash if you weren't involved in something illegal and they seize it? Well, we've had a lot of problems with that in Arizona and this would say that you can't seize an asset unless there's a criminal conviction. Yeah. Here, let me read that out for you guys. So, um, Arizona HB 2810. Um, sponsor is Travis Grantham. Um, and as you said, it's the Civil Asset Forfeiture Conviction Procedures. And you guys support it, obviously. That's the position here. Uh, summary, Civil Asset Forfeiture Reform. Uh, it would prohibit business or financial discrimination against a firearm entity that supports or is engaged in the lawful commerce of firearms, of uh, firearms accessories or ammunition uh, products. No, that's a, you're, you're reading a different. Oh, I'm one. sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I skipped. I skipped. Okay, there's another one after that. I think uh, that's HB 2827. 
right. that I just went down to. So, right. yeah. So that's is that kind of in the same realm, or that's that looks like that was put forward by someone else. Uh, yeah, that's Frank P. Carroll. Carroll. And and yeah. <laughs> excuse me, what that would do is it would uh, it, it, it's to stop. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, Operation Choke Point. It's to stop the enforcement of Operation Choke yeah. Point mm-hmm. by an Arizona entity. So let's say they're operating under Choke Point at a bank and a, um, a business, a firearm business complains and says, you can't do that to me in Arizona. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a federal program. Too bad. You can't do that to me in Arizona. They file a complaint. And now they've got standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brilliant um, idea. I wish I could say I thought of it, but I didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, shout out to Kevin Dixie. I see Kevin Dixie out there. He's making uh, some comments. Um, you know, uh, uh, I don't know if I should, maybe I should just read this. The real NOC says, I just want to pull the beard of that sexy beast in the NOC hat. Never seen a gorilla look so good, of course. <laughs> you know, so. I hope good. it's a woman. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> That's Kevin Dixie. Um, we call him the uh, Second Amendment preacher around here, I guess, is one of the ways. Uh, that that I... can... <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, but see, basically, Scott is wearing his hat. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he thinks he's real sexy. So that's how that goes. If you, if you I'm sexy get... with or without it. <laughs> touche, touche, my it's, friend. It's touché. the beard, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. The beard and the banana. Right. Um, Yeah. And I'm still not able to share these properly on the screen. So forgive me for that. I need to figure that out. What I'm trying to do is after the show, the stuff that's gotten discombobulated, I'm trying to figure out how to put that back together after the show. But there's only so much that could be done. You know what I could do? I could hold, I could switch my camera, hold it up to the screen, take a, uh, you could take a screenshot of it. Then you could display the screenshot. No, I, well, I could definitely share it in the chat here. I'll put this whole thing here in the chat for anyone that wants to see it. Um, there you go. Shout out to the folks coming in here. Uh, everyone's talking about now gorillas and guns beard. Uh, so there you go. Um, yeah, my beard's a little bit bigger than Abraham Lincoln's ever was. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, those are fighting words, I guess, right there. Um, if Abraham Lincoln was still, you know, and the real NLC says, don't tell me how to identify. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Identify however you want to, my friend. <laughs> you know, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so yeah, big shout out to NLC out there. Okay. So do we want to get back to looking at some more of these, um, I'm trying to see if there's... Has there been anything big in the news with Arizona that um, well, that folks out there want to get the, into? It's made the state-level news. about mm-hmm. Secure buildings has made the state-level news. It's mm-hmm. really gotten the attention of people because um, we've been trying for a number of years to get that done, and I think this year it may go through. Yeah, right. Uh, okay, now we're getting... Okay, we're getting van questions, so let's... Uh, Let's take the van questions for a second here. Vanessa Kitty says, Hank, does your camper van, is your, I'm guessing, is your camper van capable of towing a trailer too? Um, my answer to that would be yes, it is capable. I think it can tow about 5,000 pounds. 
So I could tow a trailer. I could probably put a car or something back there if it was light enough. I don't know if I really... I I don't think I would really do that, though. Like, tow, tow a car. So what is your van? Um, so this is a 2021 Coachman Beyond. That's what it's called. But it's built on the chassis of a 2020 Ford Transit van. Okay, um, you went to Transit, right? Yeah, Ford Transit. Just because that's more affordable. I've been throwing up some videos on Stranger Palooza for anyone who's into the vehicle stuff. You can go check out Stranger Palooza, and we've got stuff there. And there's definitely videos and pictures and things like that um, of the van. Let me see. I think I probably, I don't know. I think I'm able to throw my phone in, which I just did. Uh, so I don't know if I have pictures of the van but that I can share with you guys. But, yes, that's exactly what it is. Uh, it's a dually which helps with carrying all the weight, and it's also all-wheel drive. Oh, okay, yeah, so you so can definitely uh, pull a uh, pretty good-sized trailer with that thing. Yeah. You know, a I, car or something if you needed to. Yeah, if I pulled a trailer, I would, so here's a picture of it I just threw up uh, for the folks out there that want to see it. Um, if I pulled a trailer, it would be mostly for storage and stuff like that, but I would, I would try not to right. go super heavy. Um, the whole point of this, the whole point of this van is that it's small enough that I can really just drive around myself and pretty much park in like, um, you know, you could park it in Walmart and places like that. Did Charles freeze up? Is he still there? Yeah, I think he froze. Yeah, it looks like he froze. Okay, we'll wait for him. We'll wait to get him back on here. Um, he might've messed with his phone. Screen is frozen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll give you we'll give you a second to get that all worked out. Um, so yeah, that's a nice that's a nice van there, Hank. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm gonna do some modifications of it. If you guys want to see anything, um, you could check that out. The big um, the big point of this is so that I can move around and go to places like maybe I'll come out to Arizona. Um, I'm gonna be moving out to different places to do things. I'm definitely gonna be coming to Virginia, Scott. So um, yeah, yeah. You got an open invite, man. You're welcome anytime. Awesome, awesome. Uh, hopefully, you have a place for me to park it there. Oh yeah, I got a huge driveway. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> um, Vanessa Katie says transits are nice. I was building one online at Ford for a price check. Yeah. So if I so actually Charles was asking me this behind uh, behind the scenes before we started the before we went live here whether or not I'm doing it myself. If I had the skills, I would do it. I would say Vanessa Kitty. You probably have the skills. <laughs> um, I don't have the skills. So if you have the skills, you could just get a transit van and then you could build it up yourself. Um, you know, and, and make sure you do it's the insulation first. What's that, Charles? It's a tremendous amount of work, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is a lot of work to get this kind of stuff done. Um, yeah, his, his picture is still frozen here. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's all right. We'll get it. We'll get it worked out. Um, yeah, I would say for sure it's, uh, it is a lot of work if you're going to do it yourself and there's lots of stages, tons of videos out there. And, um, if I could yeah, do it, I would make videos. Go ahead. Oh, I think his whole thing is frozen now. Yeah. Um, yeah, you might have to drop out Charles and then come back in. I yeah, it sounds like you've got you're having some issues with the internets out there. Uh, for everyone who's listening to us, please smash the thumbs up. So we appreciate that. 
and we'll get Charles back here in a second. I'm monitoring, making sure everything's. Yeah, I think uh, we should be getting him back here in a second. He may have to restart his phone or something like that um, to get back on. So, yeah, if you want to go through the process, and I don't know if folks are interested in not uh, interested in this or not. Um, Screaming Skull Saloon says, "Living in a van down by the river with my goats and guns." There you go. <laughs> so you gotta say it. You gotta say it like uh, Chris Farley did. In a van down by the river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, I'm technically that's all true. Well, I don't have goats here. My neighbors do have goats. I don't have goats anymore, and I am close to the Swanee River. What? Oh. Where I live is not far from the Swanee, um, so not too far at all. Uh, but yes, if you're going to do this, the first thing, if you, so if you get one of those transit vans, that's not built up, the first thing that you really need to do is you need to do the insulation. It needs to be well insulated, you know, so you got to start from there and then build it up. So there's tons of videos and I look at those videos on people doing it all the time, but I just, I just don't really have those building kind of skills, you know? Um, so I'm just throwing up some comments from the folks out there. Um, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. So Brian Quick is saying something about Syria. Is that true? I would have to check the news and see what's going on with that. Um, yeah, there's been lots of stuff going on with all these other countries uh, over the last, like, two months, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That weren't happening, you know, last year or the year before. Yeah, one of the things right now, we're in a big chip crisis. We are talking about it yesterday, tech-wise. Um, it's especially affecting the auto industry. So that's what yeah. we're talking about. Charles, if you can hear us, if you, uh, Charles, are you still out there? I can hear fine. Oh, you can hear us. Okay, because we're not seeing much of an image from you. Yeah, his picture is still a little spotty. I'm not seeing you either. All I've got is the Skype app up. And yeah. I'm not a back on. Yeah, we're only hearing half of what you're saying. Um, you might have to shut your phone down altogether and start it back up or something like that. And check your internet signal. Yeah, if you're on Wi-Fi or if your regular internet's yeah. running. Yeah. I don't have Wi-Fi. Hmm. Oh, so you're on your cell signal. It's possible that the cell company uh, bumped down your... Uh, you might have used up all of your... Uh, I don't know. Well, let's just go Let's just go audio only, then. Okay. Um. Yeah, the audio's not coming in very clear, though. Yeah, if he shuts down the picture, it might boost. Yeah, up the maybe audio try to. Do you know how to take off the camera on your phone? Uh, there should be uh, a cir- there should be a circle, one with a microphone, and then one with the camera. Yeah, where where do I find that? Um, you should be able to look if you go to Skype on your phone. You should see it. Yeah, it should be at the bottom of the screen, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, there's a microphone and a camera. Yeah, press the camera circle, and that should take your camera off. No, your camera's not available while in a video call. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there without looking at your phone. What kind of phone is that? Um, Android or iPhone? It's, it's Android, uh, Samsung sound. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like it's because what what it sounds like to me is that your bandwidth is is too low. So that's why the 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 um, the video is definitely not coming through or coming through broken up. Um, let me see, because we're getting a little bit. I, I took you off screen, but I could put you back on screen if folks want to see. We're seeing a little bit of it, but it's mostly just showing us a frame at a time. And then your audio is coming in broken up a little bit also. Yeah, you're wobbling. Yeah. Yeah, so it's probably, I'm going to say it's probably a bandwidth issue. Yeah. You know, but you might you might be able to do it if you completely just shut your phone down and then turn it back on and then dial back into us. I'm not sure how to do that either. Well, oh. probably. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would just try to. Yeah, see if you can hang up the call altogether and then shut your phone off and turn the phone back on. See if that helps. Yeah. Uh, my apologies for this here. Uh, yeah, it looks like... Okay. I think he might have just shut it off all, all together there. So, okay. We'll see. We Hopefully, we'll be able to get him back here and we'll keep going. Um, if not, of course, I will point everyone in the direction of Arizona Citizens Defense League. Um, there you go, because John's uh, screaming shoes out there. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, hold on a second. Let me uh, grab that from the chat. Uh, John can come on and talk about these shoes if he wants to. Yeah. Um, he's welcome to come on. Let's see. Let me get the let me get the shoes up on on something here, so we can. He's very proud of it, the shoes, which they look cool, by the way. So let's see if we can pull it yeah, up. Yeah, All right, that looks pretty neat. Um, the only okay, you know what? Actually, uh, let me share it. Let me share it off my phone. That's the easiest thing to do because right. I'm not able to figure out how to share the um, the share screen thing. Yeah, it's not really working the way I want it to. Here, let's go to my phone. Uh, okay, come on, phone. Ba boom. Okay, so there we go. So check this out. The gorillas and gun shoes. What kind of shoes are these? They look like canvas. This is yeah, a nice pattern. Yeah, canvas, I believe. Yeah. Um, they kind of remind me of Converse a little bit, but there's yeah. not really a, a a specific brand for the platform. They're just mm -hmm. uh, shoes with the the gorillas and guns logo on them. Yeah, looks pretty good. So where can people get this from? You can go to Black Swan Tactical and go into the uh, mm -hmm. uh, what the heck was that? The uh, collections group and then find the Gorillas and Guns collection and you can find them right there. Awesome, awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, I encourage everyone to do that. Very nice. Uh, yeah, and all the all the proceeds and GNG one. <laughs> yeah, uh, and all the proceeds um, go towards uh, charity and uh, helping out with two A projects and stuff. But uh, right now, a lot of them are just going to go to um, John Crump's Bella's uh, John Crump's niece Bella's uh, family. Uh, so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. Just trying to see what's going on here. I think we're getting. Is that Charles coming back? I think yeah. so. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, I think we can hear you, Charles. 
Can you hear us? Oh. A little. Okay. All right. So there we go. Yeah. He yeah. sounds better now. Yeah. We've got you audio wise. I, I won't put anything up on the screen because honestly, it's just going to show a, a blue um, Skype logo. So I don't know if that's like, if that makes any sense. Um, okay, but you can well, hear us uh, loud and clear, right? No, I can hear you faint and faint and far away. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on here. Uh, if there's anything, what's the most important thing that you want to share with the folks out there about um, Arizona Citizens Defense League? Let's try to do that so we can um, we can get that up for the people. And I'll and I'll pull the uh, I'll put the I'll pull the page up here and show the folks the page. Um, well, let me see, I'll pull that up on my phone. Is just you have to have people who are willing to cooperate without having their ego in the way. If you're going to form an organization like this, what you need to do is you need to have people who are, and they're good at their job. I'm good at, believe it or not, I'm good at communications. <laughs> you okay. won't know by listening now, but mm -hmm. <clears throat> believe it or not, I'm pretty effective at getting a point across. Okay. So I do the meet media communications. I also own an advertising specialty comp company. So mm -hmm. I produce our bumper stickers and such. Okay. Oh, we got a guy that's done lobbying for years, and he's our president and chief lobbyist. We've got a guy that's a retired government executive who's who does all our accounting and, and compliance type work. And then, you know, we've got a couple of utility board members who are good at various things like recruiting. And we eat, everybody takes their own area of expertise and stakes it out. And everybody cooperates with each other. We don't have any, you know, we can sit, we can speak to each other, frankly. And we've run the organization like that for 16 years. Okay, very cool. Yeah. So I would just suggest uh, to the folks out there who are in Arizona. I'm sorry, go ahead. Really? I think well, I'm going to have to peg off. Yeah. Yeah, I understand, man. You know, unfortunately, yeah, we're having some technical difficulties here with, with Charles. We'll try to get him back on, and, and hopefully next time it won't be this bad. But, you know, we did get you for, for a little bit of time here. So for the folks from Arizona, or if you've got friends and family in Arizona and they're interested in standing up and fighting for the Second Amendment, please uh, just Google search Arizona Citizens Defense League. Uh, Charles, what would you like folks to know before you uh, clock out here? Go to the website, read up on us. That's what I can tell you. It's it's really the best way to communicate, and uh, you can sign up and be on our alerts list. It's free, and uh, you can find out on the website how to do that. And we every time there's an alert that comes out about a, a good or a bad law that's been proposed, you'll hear about it real quick. Okay, and then is that a good way for folks to support you guys out there? I mean, you know, it, it, on our side... There's not uh, Bloomberg money. <laughs> Otherwise, there'll be a satellite truck outside of your house right now, so you could do, so you could do this. Uh, how can the folks support you guys? Same, same place. You can be a basic annual member for only thirty bucks, and you could be a sustaining member for fifty dollars a year, and then you'll get our eternal gratitude for a whole year. Or you could be a life member and just get our internal eternal gratitude, and that's three hundred. And we do a lot of good work. We're probably going to have, we got six bills in the hopper that are all on a positive track this year. So, you know, we're having a pretty good year despite the bad year. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, big, big thanks to, um, to Charles Heller from AZCDL. Thanks for coming on. Um, I'm going to echo what LV Louis Cypher says here. Good night. Stay safe. Get healthier. Heal up that voice. And, uh, we'll, if, you know, if we can get you back here in the future, we absolutely will be interested in doing that. Yeah. And I'll try and sound a little better too. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, man. All right. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Take care. Yeah. There's multiple things in the universe uh, conspiring against us there. Charles, of course, you know, has laryngitis, so he probably really shouldn't be talking this much anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, um, but but thanks to him for uh, making a pretty good effort there to get on. And um, if you guys want to look them up, please. You know, just Google AZCDL and you and you're gonna find them. So, um, shout out to Lawrence Lerwick. I see him out there. He says, "Smash those thumbs ups," and uh, and I would ask you guys to do uh, the same. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's um, see. Their website is actually really nice. I was kind of panning through it a little bit last night after uh, Lola mm-hmm. texted me. I looked at their website, and I'm actually on their site now, and they. It's a, a pretty good site. Lots of pages and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like they got a lot of good info of what's going on out there in Arizona. Yeah. Um, so John Crump earlier gave us five bucks. I'll put that up there. He says, uh, "Make a wish." So the so the proceeds from anything yeah. on Black Swan Tactical is going to the uh, Make a Wish uh, Foundation. Yep. So um, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, man, those shoes look cool, man. I gotta say, it looks cool. Who has a pair already? Have you guys sold? Any of these shoes? What's the sizes? What's the what's the deal uh, here? Well, I want to say they range from seven to thirteen. Let me go back to Black Swan Tactical. Yeah, here. here let me let me look it up on my phone also. Um, so Black Swan Tactical. Go. Uh, collections. Yeah, Black Swan Tactical. Just gotta get your gorilla feet on, you know. Yeah, gorilla feet. That's what you're calling it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what um, Seven to thir- fourteen. Yeah. So yeah. I'll share this here with you guys. I believe this is the page. Um, there's a bunch of different uh, shirts and things mm-hmm. like that going on. The gorillas and guns shirt. So I don't Got see. Uh, nice let me see. Hoodie. Where's the specific? I could probably go in here. If, okay, collections. So that's where you go under collections. Yeah. And And Gorillas and Guns right there. Boom, boom. And so there's the Gorilla and Guns shirt that everyone can get. That's pretty nice. Right there. That's a nice shirt. Who did the artwork for this shirt? Or the artwork for Uh, your logo? All those, uh, the artwork, uh, Mike Bryant did all the artwork. Oh, right. Yes, of course. I know Mike. Yeah, big shout out to him. Yep. Um, Yeah, Mike's a great guy. Yeah. Um, And then here's the shoes, of course. And let's see, what else do you have on there? You got hoodies. There's a hoodie on there. Yeah. Hoodie, you know. two different style of t-shirts. Uh, you know, we're adding more stuff all the time. Yeah. All different colors are uh, offered right. in. Okay, yeah. very cool. I, I do have a Teespring store, which I'm getting ready to. Oh, there, there's Mr. Big Kid. He's out in the audience right now. Oh, shout so, out to him out there. Yeah. Uh, he's he's uh, actually out in Arizona, too, so... Um, I don't know if he's a member of the Arizona Citizens Defense League or not. Mm-hmm. But he did. Oh, post he's out. It, at, uh, Mr. Big Kid is out in Arizona. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
He yeah. posted up a um, video live stream from the uh, Arizona 2A rally. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely suggest to him, I know you were telling us we should have him on the show, um, reach out to Lola so we can get you scheduled and uh, get you on the show here, if you're interested in that. Um, yeah, um, Armament and Axis says, haven't seen Mike here lately, he comes in as Aspa Warrior. Yeah, Axpo, yep. Yeah, Axpo Warrior. So um, that's he, he changed his name to that, and then, you know, I guess he he has uh, Axpo, which he explained it to me. But I, you know, we'll have to look that up in order to, um, you know. Yeah, I think what he's doing is he's doing more gaming stuff now. Okay. Uh, with that channel, yeah, because I yeah. see his posts all the time on Facebook, um, and it's a lot of gaming stuff. Yeah. But he de- he definitely checks in with us from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so do we want to go into what's going on with you, or do we want to go into new stuff, or what are you, the folks out there, what do you guys want to touch on here? Um, let me see if I could uh, pull up what's going on out in the world, news-wise. Let's see. Uh, I'm looking through Ammo Land right now. Yeah, there's a lot Let's of good see. news on Ammo Land. Um, like that Missouri thing we were talking about earlier, um, where it says the uh, sheriffs can arrest feds who violate citizens' gun rights. That's in Arizona, you said? Yeah, it's, uh, nice. yep. Uh, Miz- no, out in Missouri. Missouri, okay. Yeah. Um, this is a new Missouri County uh, ordinance. Mm hmm. Let's see, who's the county that... Oh, come on, man. I hate when ads pop up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Newton Newton County, Missouri. That, they're the one that... It's called the Second Amendment Preservation Act. Okay. Yeah, that's good, man. I mean, we need to see more of those pop up everywhere around the country. For sure. I think I'd like to see more states become um, 2A sanctuaries as well. Um... Yeah, whole states, not just counties and mm-hmm. states or cities and states, whole states, you know, because that that makes a, a much bigger statement on the federal level, you know, when when uh, a bunch of counties within or cities within the state do it, it makes a big impact, you know, on the local level. But mm-hmm. with the whole state becoming a two A sanctuary, I think that makes a bigger impact on the federal level. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, I need to figure out how to share the screen here, man. Um... I'm going to have to, I don't know if I want to get into that while we're on air and then totally mess everything up. But, uh, yeah, uh, I was looking at some articles. There's an article here in Truth About Guns says 18 states as constitutional carry advances. There's still a long way to go. Uh, yes. Constitutional carry is advancing in 2021. Two states have already signed it into law so far this year. And several more have bills working their way through the legislature that would eliminate government licensing for exercising an enumerated civil right. Uh, What is constitutional carry? For those just tuning in, constitutional carry means a state um, doesn't require a permit or licensing process for concealed or open carry. There still may be significant restrictions on where one can do that, as places such as schools and government buildings may still be designated as off-limits. so uh, and, it, and it goes for it goes uh, further, obviously, than that. Um, I would like to see Florida do that. But um, yesterday we had on Luis Valdez of GOA Florida. Mm. 
we need to put pressure. I mean, Florida is run by Republicans, but as he said yesterday, there seems to be um, no interest with the Republicans out there to put this forward. So we've got to figure out how to put, uh, you know, some kind of pressure on those guys and um, get them to do that, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, The more pressure you can put on all your representatives, the more likely they are to start listening. Yeah, yeah. Um, So what stuff has been going on in Virginia that you want to talk about, or what's going on with you um, in in terms of your channel? My channel, um, I finally got to drop a video (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, this week, uh, put one out. Uh, It's been a couple weeks. I've just been you know busy with a lot of different things. Work's been getting busy, and you know still uh, working on the gunsmithing schooling and the projects and stuff that they gave me. So, mm-hmm. um, just to really in lack of ammo, <laughs> hadn't have much of a chance oh, to get out the there. Lack of videos, ammo. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, I, I, you know, I, I was sitting down and I was thinking, you know, I, I got a lot, a lot of twenty-two ammo. Mm-hmm. Let me go out. We can get my little 22 rifles. Let's go out back and let's do some shooting, you know. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, we'll make a little video out of it and have some fun. And, you know, just popped out yeah. a, a four and a half minute video and put okay. it up. <laughs> yeah, 22, always the way to go. Um, I see we have Military Arms Channel in the chat here. Shout out to Mac. Uh, he What's says up, states, states becoming 2A sanctuaries by law is meaningless due to the supremacy clause. Federal law supersedes state law. I wish states would pass such laws um, uh, as it sends a message, but the feds won't be stopped. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I think ultimately there's going to be a conflict here that arises. So, you know, I would like to see the states do it um, and then put teeth in their things. And then, yeah, we're going to have to have that either... You know, the states are going to have to stand up to the feds or the people are going to have to do that or a combination. I would rather see a combination. I would rather see the people working with the states and saying to the feds, no, we're not going to allow you to come in here and try to do this stuff. And then it's easier to get that answered. Um, I don't know what Mac thinks about that. Let's see. Uh, He says if a state law enforcement officer arrested a fed, it would likely wind up in the state LEO being brought up on charges or his agency. Um. We're going to have to have some of these battles if these guys refuse to ignore the Constitution. So, right, But it is right. a good point that I think that Mac is making, right? That this is going to come to a head somewhere. Right. Well, you know, and, and the feds tend to overstep their bounds anyway. Um, you know, I guess I don't know if that whole sovereign state thing would help in a case like this as far as that goes. You know, I mean, could could it? really be possible for the state to pull it off say that again sorry yeah with the whole sovereign state thing oh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't would know it be possible how... for the feds to go in there well yeah or for the state to mm-hmm. keep the feds out as far as something like that goes mm-hmm. um i don't know look the juice is bringing up uh he says what max said the feds did the same thing to weed shops in california they ignore yes. state laws so, yeah, this is where this kind of stuff becomes a thing. And then so are the states willing to stand up to the Fed and then willing to forego whatever federal funding and things like that are going on? Right. 
You know, are they actually willing to do something to stop the feds from coming in there? And are we going to get to that point in America? Are these guys willing to push it to that point in America? Um, Let's see what Max says. He says, if enough states do it, the feds will get the message. What the feds can't do is force state LEOs to enforce federal laws. Right. Yeah. So, um... This there's so many different things going on here. Like it's weird to me that right now the look we're still in lockdowns, right? Um, mm-hmm. So obviously Biden administration's well in charge here. We're at the end of uh, February, right? You know, and they're in charge. There's things that they need to handle. They're now trying to switch over to dealing with the Second Amendment or the gun issue instead of fixing the problems that exist. You know, like it's tough to manufacture stuff here in America when we have a problem with the chips. Well, you know, we got, we got, we should, we should never have this kind of dependency on China to get no, chips and things like not. that. And they would be, it would serve them and the country better for them to focus on that. But obviously, they they want to do this and they uh they want to uh you know make this a thing. I think. Um, Let's see what Max says here. He says the feds don't have the manpower to enforce gun laws in all 50 states. They need state LEOs to enforce the laws for them. If state LEOs ignore the laws, there's nothing the feds could do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's definitely more state uh, law enforcement than there is federal. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he he definitely makes a good point there. And Mm -hmm. and. If the state Leos definitely uh, mm-hmm. work against the feds as far as that goes and won't help them enforce the laws, you know, that'll help send a message as well. Yeah. Uh, Vanessa Katie says they use money attached to try to enforce certain laws upon the states. Um Yeah. Um, So then Matt goes on to say, I think he's responding to something Vanessa said. The absolute last thing we should do is uh, is hoping or trying to bring about civil war. There's nothing uglier, nastier or brutal as civil wars, which I agree. And I I don't know. I wonder if um, if the Biden administration or any of these super left liberal folks are willing to do that. I mean, I'm pretty sure that some of the people behind them, some of the people funding these uh, far left movements are willing to go there. I don't know yeah. if politicians like Biden and Harris are really willing to push it to that point. Um, I, I would hope not. <laughs> you know, uh, I would definitely think that if that's what they want to do, that they're that they're not really um, thinking about America first. So um, and then Mac is saying here, the feds get their money from the states, then give it back. The states can refuse to fund the feds. There's many angles to this. I agree with that, and I say that about Florida and a lot of states out there. I think if these states got together and said, "Hey, we're we're not going to submit," you know, we're not going to submit. We're not going to send any money to you, and we'll figure out our own things, and um, even figure out their own economies. Because ultimately, I think a lot of the so, for example, if we look at Florida, right? And I don't know how much money Florida sends to the feds. I don't think they. I'm not sure that they send that much at all, but, you know, Florida didn't shut down and it's still going. And as a matter of fact, we have a lot of people moving here from the very liberal parts of America where things did get shut down. 
Yep. You know, yep. but Florida is thriving compared to what's happening in a lot of places. I'm just saying compared because there are still things going on here in Florida. I notice there are businesses that are laying off people. But a lot of that, I think, is coming from those business being national businesses, right? And they're suffering more in other states than they are in Florida. So that's making them kind of like, you know, um, that's making them cut back even here in Florida. So, but I, I think that if states like Florida, Texas, you know, lots of other places out there, you know, just basically figured out their own economies and didn't contribute to what these other states are doing, that will put the that will put the chokehold on them, you know, the same one they're trying to you know put do towards us. Okay, I saw you making faces here. Is there something going on in the chat? I'm not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm reading the chat. Is uh, um, just back and forth about the whole uh, civil war thing because uh, Vanessa's original remark was. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Um, where to go? Where to go? Yeah, I know Vanessa Kitty saying she's not advocating for war. I don't. I'm not sure where right. I saw her say that. I think she was just talking about historically what was going on. But there's some well, kind of like thing. Yeah, she said something about you know, did the Civil War stop the Feds from going into the states? You know, originally. Yeah. Which the obvious that, answer to that is no. Right. <laughs> that didn't. Uh, that didn't stop them. And one of the big excuses that's used throughout history is slavery, right? So I think yeah. ultimately here you have to have this big excuse for the federal government to say we're going to declare war on other states in the within the nation, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and their thing that they said then, you know, maybe said throughout history is that um, it was based on slavery. I'm not 100 percent sure that uh, that's really the reason, <laughs> but. Um, I don't know what thing they, you know, do you think that disarming the people of America, basically declawing the folks in America would be a big enough reason for current administrations or even future administrations to declare war against the people and start a civil war? Um, I think that's, you know, that's I, I think by them disarming us would prevent a civil war or really it wouldn't be a civil war because it wouldn't be us against each other or different states against each other. It would be all of us against them, the government. So it would be more of a revolution, uh, quite honestly. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, I mean, I think I, them, I think them, the government, and, and there may be some confusion with people. I don't like Vanessa Katie has been here on the chat for a long time and I, I'm not sure. Like I saw someone saying she's not an American. I'm not sure what that, <laughs> yeah, I'm not that sure was what that's about. I was laughing about. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know that, you know, there's confusion of people, but I'm happy to have everyone in the chat. Um, you know, this is there's a lot of different things going on here. And I don't think right now, if you look around at what's happening, even though the economy is starting to uh, go down a little bit here, people are still happy enough that I don't see folks really going to war against each other. Right. And then when, when you're talking right. about the government, I mean, the government, you're not actually going to have Biden out there suiting up and fighting with anyone. There's people who are going to do that on their behalf. Right. Right. You know, so we're probably talking about government agencies like the ATF, yeah. you know, um, and I don't know that the ATF is big enough. I think one of the things we have to ask ourselves is, are they really big enough and can they 
convince enough other people to get involved, you know, in in their fight. Right. That's that's the thing to look at. So let me see. Max says I'm all for succession. If say 20 states join together and cede peacefully, then the ball is in the Fed's court. Are they right. willing to go to war to stop them? Yeah. And mm-hmm. the and the question is about war. Like how far is the American government to force people? To, to take away something from the people that's guaranteed in the Constitution, yep. how far is the American government willing to go? Um, I mean, I would definitely agree with Mac. I'd, like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to um, go to war against my neighbors. And, and I don't know if particularly I would be going to war against my neighbors, right? right? Because where I live in Florida, um, and there's liberal parts of Florida, but where I live is very conservative. And mm-hmm. it's this is not me saying this on my own. Uh, these people I live around are not giving up their guns. I mean, I've seen I've <laughs> seen right people's here. houses on fire, and um, they're saving basically the children and the guns. Sometimes the guns first, because <laughs> because the guns have been like in the family. I mean, we're talking generations, right? Yeah. So, com- like, I don't really see that people here in these parts of the country that had to build it up are for giving away their guns. And I think that continues to, to even parts of New York, right? It's what we were talking about earlier, that there's these cities in states in America that are really super liberal and the cities kind of like thrive in their own bubble. And folks outside the city that have to take care of their own security and all that kind of stuff don't see the world the same way the folks do in the cities. Now, are those right. people in the cities willing to suit up and go to war against the rest of us over guns? Uh, I would say probably not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably most definitely not. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I do believe that, you know, there was a, I, I guess you could kind of call it a conspiracy mm-hmm. if you want, uh, <clears throat> that they were trying to start a civil war because at that point it would have been the liberals against the conservatives. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the liberals only want to use their words to fight. Mm -hmm. And they know, you know, that us conservatives or, you know, what have you, we have our arms and we're willing to use them if need be. But also at the same time, we're like, okay, we're not going to go into an unfair fight. And with with our advantage that we have and they don't have. So, you know, by them trying to start the civil war, they already failed there because it didn't happen. They didn't yeah. get us fighting against each other. Yeah, sure. There's arguments back and forth or whatever, but nothing that led to any, you know, serious uh, fighting uh, as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after that point, seeing that and if people really looked at it that way it would lead more to a revolution Mm -hmm. because then people would start to open their eyes and go, Hey, you know, they were trying to divide us. They were Mm -hmm. trying to make us take each other out, Mm -hmm. you know, and that would have been the civil war if that would have happened that way. Uh, but like I said, again, unfair advantage, you know, two different fields. You you don't, you know, you don't, uh, you're, you can't be a one legged man in an ass kicking contest. You know, (laughs) it's not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. By the way, look, we're all having a conversation here, people. Um, and, and Mac, by the way, I'm going to put it up there. He did apologize to Vanessa and we're having a conversation. Mac might've jumped in here and not seen everything in the, in the chat. And I think knowing who he is, he's gone back and looked at that. Right. And that's why he's doing that. And some people are, there's like some stuff going on out there. Uh, I see someone going after Mac or whatever. Uh, let me tell you something like I've known him. So, okay. 
it's this is something that I think a lot of people don't understand. There's a difference between what we do on YouTube and what you guys see in YouTube and then what happens in real life. Everyone knows that. Um, mm -hmm. What I could say is when I see Mac in real life, he's a very passionate person and very passionate about this. Um, and I, this is just me saying this. I don't see a lot of the other guys who make content stuff. Not trying to knock anyone in particular. There are a lot of guys who do, and it's you, you guys, you, you all see it. Because you'll see those people making videos and talking about this stuff, like Military Arms Channel, uh, Iraq Veteran, um, etc., etc., right? You'll see the folks who are really concerned about this. And then you'll see that there's other people that are just more concerned about getting, you know, cool videos up there and getting a lot of views. Um, I would tell you that my personal experience with Mac is that he's um, very much into, he very much believes in America, believes in the Constitution, believes in the American yeah. way of life, and he gets very passionate about this. And um, I, I, I have a feeling, knowing him the way that I do, that he would make more money doing any other thing. You know, he, he, would, he, he would be more easily able to take care of his family and all that kind of stuff uh, doing any other thing. So I just want everyone to balance that out. Um, you know, and, and we don't all know each other that well here, right? And the whole point of this is for us to be able to communicate with each other and figure, I think, figure each other out a lot better. So, um, right. I mean, yeah, there's, you know. there's no need for us to fight amongst ourselves. We're all in, in yeah. the same fight here, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it really makes it hard to be in the same fight if we're arguing amongst each other, you know, and that that's mm -hmm. where we get lost and get distracted and mm -hmm. things get snuck in behind us because they've got us even arguing amongst ourselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So there, I know there's, I could see all that stuff going on there. Um, I know that the folks who are here all the time, I think understand that and the people who, you know, the people who see who's really into this and who's really passionate understand understand that. And I, most of the guys who I know and I deal with aren't out here just talking BS, you know, but there are a lot of people trying to push us in that direction. And I think we have to understand that when, you know, like, for example, this is open. Um, there are some moderators out there who could ban people if they want to. I don't really get into banning a bunch of people unless they really get outrageous. And I would mm -hmm. really suggest that everyone try to be respectful to each other when we're having these conversations but realize yeah. we're here talking and a lot of times talking you know and and getting our thoughts and ideas out with each other is a lot better than you know the alternative of just going out there and starting to you know just fight with each other over these things you know, we need to like actually talk and communicate with each other. But I don't like it when I see people trying to push us like, oh, if you, OK, if you, you know, if you feel this way, go get your guns and start fighting something. Right. <laughs> you know, um, right. The t when, when the t I don't I, you know, I don't wish for that day to come, I think. And um, when that day comes, though, if that really if that's really what it comes down to, then, you know, we really have to consider that I've lived in other places um, outside of America, and I know where the direction that we're going to be going. But I don't. I'm not just going to jump into that. And America has a great opportunity to not take it there. And people need right. to talk. And even folks out there need to listen to us and understand that if you if you're really afraid of guys like us, right? It's not a joke. We're not pretending. You could see that we're into guns and we have guns and we have ammo. <laughs> 
and we all do some level of practice or training on these things, you know, but we also have a high level of self-control. And, you know, I don't think this is a thing about bravado and all of that. I don't think any of us got into this about bravado. We truly care about these things and we truly care about these rights. Um, and we're trying to give folks an opportunity out there to think about this that um, not necessarily in the same position as, as us. A lot of those people are coming in now. Let's look at the last year. There's a lot of folks out there, not like us, that in the last year... Lots of things happened in America, like they never thought they could see this. Even if you go back to what happened to Louisiana with Hurricane Katrina, and, you know, within that small zone, things got crazy and America looked like a third world country. Well, that, that idea got expanded last year, and inside of America and lots of different places, it started looking like a third world country. You had other people, not us, not anything like us, taking over cities right. and things like that you had um you know i'm not talking about protests i'm talking about riots that led to cities burning you know mm -hmm. and lots of people dying and people calling to defund the police and you know and then covid lockdowns and restrictions and and cops like going after people who were just trying to meet and have church and have fellowship with each other which is like mm -hmm. another right that we have as america yeah. forget about americans we have that right as human beings to mm -hmm. have fellowship with each other and they're trying to arrest people just sitting in their cars yeah just trying to gather in fellowship so we're talking about serious stuff here and all those things happening i think um made a lot of folks in america outside of our realm right like i'm, I'm talking about the diehard gun guys say oh yep. i want to get my hands on guns and what we're trying to do is explain to those folks that a lot of people who maybe even they supported are out there now saying, we are going to take those guns from you. Those things that you sought after to bring you some security, we are going to take them uh, from mm. you. So a uh, big thanks to Military Arms Channel. He gave me five bucks. I appreciate it. He says, just a little love your way. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, of course, he doesn't have to do that. Um, I know where he's at. So uh, <laughs> Mac has supported me for a long time, by the way. If folks out there don't know that... Um, you know, so when I met him, I had about, I don't know, maybe a few hundred subscribers or something like that a long time ago. Um, and he's always supported me. And, you know, you've, you guys have seen him here on the show. He comes, he joins us yeah, in the chat times. and all that kind of stuff. So uh, let me see what he says here. Uh, so many in our community are so busy attacking each other that they're not even concerned with what we need to be doing to unify and fight for our rights. What do you think about that, Scott? Um, let me read that again. I was reading some of the other comments. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's getting crazy in the chat. That's all Mac. Mac is yeah, doing is. that. He's getting everyone excited. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there there yeah. is there is a, a very large growing number of support for socialism amongst uh, the younger generations, for sure. Uh, and, yeah, it, it's it's definitely something that we need to stop. You know, 
because they're under this impression that socialism is this beautiful thing, but they don't realize the nightmare that lies underneath of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's beautiful on the surface for sure, but when you actually get down into it, it becomes a nightmare, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's why I always refer to socialism as the beautiful nightmare Mm -hmm. because it's all all, uh, sunshine and lollipops and cotton candy, you know, on the face when you first see it. But once you live it, it is a nightmare. Yeah, um, I think I would agree with that, right? There's certain aspects of it that makes it seem beautiful to people, like, yeah. oh, we should all take care of each other. I think we work that way um, as families or communities. We take care of each other. But when you make it mandatory and when you take from people to give to other people, the person who benefits the most out of that is the taker, the person in charge right. of the taking and the giving, you know, and that's where it starts to, to go bad. And even inside of families or communities that try to work together and help each other and come together to do things, you know, there's mechanisms that realizes that there's people who come into those communities and just take advantage, you know, and you can't have that kind of stuff be mandatory. That should always be voluntary. And the one beautiful thing about America that I've always found is that people in America always voluntarily get together and look out for each other. You know, right. these aren't things that we need to put into law, legislate or put into some kind of socialist uh, mm-hmm. system. Uh, let's see. Max says the absolute worst thing happening right now in America is the is the expanding support for socialism. There was a time socialists feared us. Now we have them governing us and that has to stop. And I think that was probably um, what you were responding to there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so, so I don't know if we're being trolled here or not, but I'm going to put up this statement. So TC, who's getting into some of this stuff, says, you can't be against one side of the country and think you will ever succeed. This is the United States of America. Um, I would I would say to you, sir, mirror that <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> you know, the th- this is the problem, right? This is the problem. We're not talking about live and let live. We're talking about people who've decided that this is a way of life that they are going to subscribe to and then force the rest of us to subscribe to. Well, right. you know, um, that's not. And then and then TC is trying to say socialism is a fair mongerous term. No, of course it isn't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, well, socialism is actually just a uh, sunshine stick it up your ass term for communism. Yeah, because socialism always leads to communism. Yeah. Uh, Rodney Brady says most who have never lived in a country that collapsed will never understand what civil war looks like. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> um, yeah, Max says government can't give you equity. Um, no one can. There is there is no there is no such thing when we create ideals that cannot be achieved. Um, this is this is the whole point of a lot of people out there that are trying to control the masses, right? If you try to uh, uh, to put up things like, oh, everything should be like this, everyone should be equal. Well, what is what is that like? What does equity mean? Is everyone going to be the same sex? Is everyone going to be the same size, the same height, the same weight? Is everyone going to be the same um, the same race? Is everyone is everyone going to have the same level of skills or ability? Is everyone going to have the same health? Is everyone going to have the same intelligence? 
right? Is everyone going to have that same situation in their life? When you're talking about impossibilities like that, you only do it to basically create this kind of cult-like feeling amongst people that you can achieve something like that. We are not all the same. We are not, we should be held um, equal in the eyes of the law. That's where, you know, that's one place, if we can agree with that, I would say, okay, this is where it should be. But you can't force everyone to be the same thing. It just doesn't make any kind of right. sense. Yeah, there's there's no equality in that. And if people are truly wanting, because you hear them screaming about equality all the time, and if they truly want equality, then socialism is the furthest thing from equality you can get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw Mac talking about this earlier, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, in um, in in some other things that I follow him on, um, you know, it, it, talking about the whole Coca-Cola situation, right? And Coca-Cola <laughs> saying to their be white, less white, yeah, saying to their white employees, <laughs> "Be less white." What are you talking about? So now, imagine if someone said to me, "Be less black," you know, or be less like someone from the Caribbean, or be less this, be less. What are we What are we talking about here? You know, if if there's nothing wrong with me being a black person, which there isn't, there's nothing wrong with you being a white person. <laughs> right. You know, these kind of crazy ideas that we want everyone to somehow congeal, you know, and then take away everyone's identity. This is not utopia. No. If you just imagine not. if you just imagine what you're trying to say, what you're trying to force on people, it's not utopia and these kinds of things are where people will be willing to fight, including me. I'm not going to be forced into, you know, into like just washing away everything that makes me what I am. And I don't want and and if I if I think it's okay for someone to take that away from you, for example, because you're a white person, that's 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 terrible. That's a terrible thing because they'll take that away from you. Then they'll take that away from me. Right. And then ultimately they'll take that away from everyone. And when people say like, oh, well, socialism is not communism or not moving towards that. Of course it is if that's what you want to do. But if you look mm -hmm. at the places where where true communism exists, you know, where they take all these things away from the people. How come those aren't utopias? How come they have people in slave camps and how mm -hmm. come they have massive prison camps? You know, why do, can only the successful people, the successful people have to be in the Communist Party, right? Yeah. If you look at China, all the people running these big companies in China, they have to be in the Communist Party. Otherwise, they can't partake in that. Well, then there's a big, massive separation between them and everyone else. So these are the caretakers of the masses. And there's no equality there. So basically, we're looking at a cult-type situation where you are set and limited to where you are based on this position that you're in, you know? Mm -hmm. And that is the thing that goes far away from what America is, you know? So, um... Yeah. Military yeah. arms... Uh, Mac brings up a real good point. He said what these wackos like Coke are doing is making people racist by saying such moronic things. They're, they're promoting the ideas of racism is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, let me see. I'm trying to find that. Just went up, right? Yeah, that just went up. <laughs> yeah, there's I mean, like the, the chat is chat's going... moving quick now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff I see. Uh, hold on, let me see. 
Let's see. I see. Um, I see Clover Tack out there as well. I'm trying to get to what Clover Tack. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I mean, as as far as it goes, who cares what color your skin is, man? Because you know, if we cut everybody open and turn everybody inside out, it's all pink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So I mean, what's the point? You know, except for to create separation. Mm-hmm. and other hateful things by um, putting more emphasis on yeah. skin color or, or saying that if you're of this color, you act this way. You know, that's the, you know, in stereotypes, mm-hmm. stereotypes to me are nothing more than a trap. Okay. They're, they're set up for people to fall into and they get stuck there. And a lot of people that get stuck in stereotypes live out their life being of that stereotype. Mm-hmm. You have a mind of your own. Don't mm-hmm. let that stereotype hold you down. Yeah. You can do anything you want to do. This is a free country, well, you know, mostly free anyway, and everybody has an opportunity to better themselves in one way or another. You don't have to be what they say you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And by following the stereotypes and constantly acting out those stereotypes and being what they say you're supposed to be, you're letting them win the fight. Yeah. You're losing. I So one of the things I would say to people is that life is perspective, right? And all of yep. us being human beings and being individual, we see the world from our own perspective. And sometimes that's limited. And that happens to all of us. Like, I, you know, I think we all do it, myself included, right? We see the world from limited positions. But if you're a person out there and you're looking, let's, let, let's talk about this Coca-Cola be less white thing. If you're if you're out there and you're actually looking at that and you think all white people are the same, you need to expand your vision or your perspective yes. of human beings because all white people are not living the same life in the United States of America. There are lots no. of white people here who are suffering. There are white people who live in ghettos, who are persecuted by the police, who, you know, who are not able to climb out of situations that they're in now are there black people like that are there other people uh uh, different minorities or however you want to put it like that absolutely the thing about america is there is an opportunity here for you to climb out of that but it takes a lot of hard work and perseverance right Mm -hmm. and stick-to-itiveness in order to do that nothing is guaranteed to anyone and nothing is easy um but for someone out there to just think that oh well because you're white or you're blonde and you're blue-eyed that you automatically have everything i challenge those people to live in places like i do here in the south where i see lots of people all the time who you know who fit that description and there's they still have outhouses in some cases right you know so it's not really true This is the problem that I think a lot of people are facing. And you can't fix these problems by just putting this simple label on it of Mm -hmm. white, you know. And if you and if you really believe in that and you buy into that, it's coming for everyone. Look, if you look at what's happening with Gina Serrano being a woman and then being like, you know, you would think these liberals are all for women, but they're not for strong women like Gina Serrano that um, don't agree with them on everything. So what's right. happening here is you have to agree with everyone and everything. And there, there, herein lies the problem. We do not have to agree. I don't care if someone is liberal or even I don't care if you're a communist. The only p- place is where it starts to affect me. It's where if you believe that you could take things from me that I've worked for and give it to mm-hmm. other people or take it yourself. Well, no. Right? 
I, I don't agree with that and I don't believe in that. It's where you start to affect me or where you start affecting uh, those like one of the one of the uh, sets or one of the um, the groups, I think, in our society that we all need to protect are the children. So when those things start to affect the children, this is where we have a problem. And we're seeing these things affecting the children where we have children that people are making decisions for them that they, sh you know, that they shouldn't, that they're not even old enough to make for themselves. And we need to leave these children alone. If, if they identify something, fine, but we shouldn't physically change them because right now at this point in their history, they identify as something, you know, a child, when, it, when, when you're young, you want to be a superhero, you want to be Spider-Man, you know, or you want to be the Hulk. That doesn't mean you should go have surgery and become the Hulk. Yeah. You know, so we need to give we need to give these children an opportunity to grow up and make decisions of who they want to be. And then I'm the kind of person I believe, hey, if you're an adult and you believe you want to be this thing and I don't have to pay for that, <laughs> you yeah. know, you pay for that, then that's what you should be. Because we should all go after the things that we want to do. If I sit here and go, hey, I want to be a millionaire and I want to start a business and do this thing, I should be able to do that if I'm willing to work and make that happen. I shouldn't be able to say to you, hey, I should just be a millionaire. I'm going to take your stuff and make myself a millionaire or someone else say, no, there's no such things as millionaires anymore or billionaires. We're just going to reduce everyone down to the same thing. It's not true. The, as soon as someone starts talking that to you, realize that it's not true. Okay, Joe Biden, uh, and I saw this the other day, Joe Biden has been in politics since before I was born in 1971. Yeah. Okay, and these folks have a lot of money and a lot of power. He's not the same as you. He does not care about you. He's just hypnotizing you. Now, I'm not, I don't, I don't think any politicians care about you, to be honest. Um, Hank says, uh, if that's true, Hank, then why did, what is this? Why did I spend so much of my youth living in a trailer park? I didn't get out of the trailer park because someone, uh, realized I was white, you know, and, and we agree. I mean, I think this is the thing. I see so many people like this, you know, I see people, there's, there's black people who are able to get out of the situations that they're, that they're born into, or they arrive here. I mean, my family are immigrants and came to America and gave up everything and, and came here uh, under circumstances where we had less things than people who, I mean, to be to, to simplify it to you, we came here and didn't have, you know, we weren't here legally, so there were lots of things that we couldn't do. Those things hmm. did not stop me, right? I figured out okay. how to be here legally, or my family figured that out. We figured it all out together, um, you know, and then instead of just going, well, you know, even when I was here, even when I did get my green card and all those kinds of things, I didn't go, okay, so now someone just give me everything. You know, there's lots of people who who uh, work hard and make things happen, you know, and at the same time, mm -hmm. there's lots of people that we give things to and we ruin, uh, we ruin them because we're, we're, you know, because we're just giving things to them and we're taking away that pressure that, that makes us great people, that makes us stand up and fight. You know, right. Um, so, well, he, here's a big thing. You know, if if you're taking from people and not using it in some way to better yourself, 
that's your own fault. You don't have to a finger to point anywhere else except for at yourself. And that, that goes the same for anything. If you lack the desire, the drive, the determination to do things to make yourself better, it's no one's fault but your own. Mm-hmm. You know, you, like I said before, you have your own mind. You have your own will. Stop letting people dictate to you what you're going to be and what you're going to do because that makes you a slave, really, quite mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. because you're you're a slave to the stereotype. You're a slave to the system. You become a slave to your your own down downward thoughts mm-hmm. uh, and you lose all determination to do anything. Now, if if you sit back and think about it, and change your perspective on life and change your outlook as to what you're going to do and actually get out there and try something then and and you just constantly try if you fall down you get back up and keep trying you know like when you learn to ride a bike you can't just hop on that thing and and just pedal all the way down the road and do wheelies and shit so it's the same thing in life mm-hmm. You got to get your bumps and bruises. You got to take it as it comes, figure out how to get around the obstacles and keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this, this, it's easy. You know what? It's, it's human nature. I saw, um, Clovertax said something about this, right? He said, it's like, we have a, what is it? I'm going to put a, throw it up here for a second. He says, it's really easy to jump on the government as a pro, as a pro as the problem but does the government not come from society are they not elected by society we have a society right. problem um yeah i would i would agree with that um and lots of times we think that we could just change things and it fixes stuff i, I could give you so many examples you're living in a state um and for whatever reason you're suffering and you're like if i get out of this state i'm going to change things maybe but more than likely, right. if you don't change, as you said, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not going to change things. You're going to go to another state and you're going to have your same problems. Right. right. Um, we think that we so with elections, for example, we think if we change who the politicians are, we fix stuff. Well, I, uh, I don't think so. I don't see anything that's changed in America in the last two months. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. not. <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, there's little things that are worse or whatever, but I think. You know, we're pretty much in the same nonsense that we were in, right? We're not really fixing problems, right? This is why we're here and there's still people getting laid off because Mm -hmm. folks out there believe, oh, if I just change these people. No, if you, you, the politicians are the same. You know, it really does come down to us that we're not demanding more from these politicians. And if you are actively out there seeking to take away um, the rights of the people, the natural rights of the people, like freedom of speech, the ability to defend and protect yourself. You know, if you're out there, truly, if you believe that's going to save society and make everything better, it's not. You're not going to make things better by doing that, you know. Um, what you need is is probably less politicians out there, oh, less yeah. government out there, less laws out there, um, more self-reliance more of the ability for you to do what you need to do and for the government to get out of the way of that the government's in the way of everything if you're those folks out there that you're still in in the end of february 2021 and you don't have a job because of all these covid restrictions you know yeah i would agree it's not really the government that's not changing anything you know Mm -hmm. it's you you need to go why the hell is this happening Right. Who could save me? Oh, wait, I could save myself. Mm-hmm. That realization changes everything. And then from there, 
start thinking about everything that you do in your life that way. I don't look at, I'm registered as a Republican, right? Um, I have been for, I don't know, maybe the last four years or something like that, right? Uh, so w- what does that do? A Republican saving me? Nope. Nope. <laughs> and I'm not under that illusion that a Republican is going to save me. I don't really understand why people are under illusion that a Democrat is going to save them. We save right. ourselves, we fix these issues, okay? Um, if you're in a state and you're not, your state is not able to go back to work and you cannot do business, start with you. Why are you even listening to those people? It's yep. not just because I live in Florida, but I have never been in a lockdown, right? I'm only having to go through lockdown stuff when I travel or when I go to some business that's, you know, enforcing lockdown rules. But I've been going to work this whole time. Yeah, same here. I mean, I, I haven't stopped working uh, yeah. every day. I mean, yeah, I get had some reduced hours because, uh, you know, we had we had a lockdown here in Virginia, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot less people were traveling. I work in the collision industry, so you know, my mm-hmm. job re- uh, relies on people getting into car accidents. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 not the greatest thing to say, but you know, I'm there to help people get their lives back together after they've mm-hmm. been in an accident mm-hmm. so with the less people on the roads you know we had to reduce hours we had to lay people off because there wasn't just the bit you know and there wasn't enough business coming in to feed everybody you know and, it, and that, that's really unfortunate um but yeah and we didn't need to go through that not one bit if if they would put more restrictions on the bigger corporations instead of the little guys, I don't think we would have had half the issues with the economy that we're having now. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. I mean, okay, a virulent form of the flu that China created. I don't know um, how you know true this is. Uh, let me see. Um, because uh, Babyface sent me something, and I don't know. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can pull this up. Because uh, I'm, I'm not telling you guys that it's true. It could be fake news. Uh, where is it? Here we go. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. As I said, I don't know if this is true or not. Scott, you could search it while I'm doing this. And let's see if I can share it. China apologizes for forcing Biden's staff to submit to anal COVID exams. Around 50 members of Biden's <laughs> team were subjected, were subjected to anal penetration on one or more occasions from Chinese Communist Party doctors. China promises to stop. Now, I don't know. Was that from true. Babylon B? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> uh, yeah, it could be from anywhere. It could be from anywhere. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to search the news and see if that's actually like a, a true thing. Because if that if so... Uh, yeah, that's that's some really sadistic. I know China is doing <laughs> anal probes. I know that. <laughs> wow. um, so if you search China anal probe, um, that for sure is true. China is now using <laughs> anal swabs to test for COVID-19. Um, well, yeah, th- there was a thing I read uh, months ago. Oh, here we go. This is in Yahoo News. Beijing is reportedly subjecting U.S. diplomats to COVID-19 anal swabs. What? <laughs> Wow. This is the problem that we have. This is the problem that we have. We have a we have a virulent form of the flu. Regardless, it doesn't even really matter where it came from, who did it, right? It exists in the world. We actually can't stop that. You know, right. viruses are living things and they're constantly evolving just like we are. 
So we cannot stop that. Yes, people are going to be affected. If you're if you are in the category of people who could who stand a higher chance of being adversely affected, I understand you taking precautions. The rest of the country needs to go about its business. America needs to go about its business. Right? We need to do what we need to do. We need to take chances. Every day we get up, we are taking right. chances. Uh, what I don't understand about all of this, the hospitals are shutting down and people need to go in for regular things that they should have done, whether you would have caught like, oh, this person has a heart problem. They've got this problem or that problem and mm -hmm. they're not doing it. So people are still dying because they're not going to hospitals right. and we're missing things. Mm -hmm. And basically, there's even people who work in the hospitals that are afraid of getting sick. Well, mm, Let's take COVID out of the equation. What the hell is wrong with you? You're working in a hospital. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've, I worked in hospitals for a long time from, I think, when I was like 16 years old. You're going to get sick. Yeah. You have the same opportunity then <laughs> as you do now. Yeah. You know, to, to get sick, especially working in a hospital. People yeah. come in with the flu or come in with some other kind of thing going on. I mean, it. it it does spread. You know, yeah. You're not going to stop it just because you're working in a hospital. Yeah. Um, Atomic Bull says, ha, they deserve the biggest swabs money could buy. But look, <laughs> it, the, the, the <laughs> Mr. Big Kid is laughing at it. Uh, I mean, this is this is so crazy. This is so crazy. You like we actually thought we were getting better leaders, grownups. And this is the point yeah. that I'm making. We're not getting better leaders. We're not getting grown-ups. I won't argue yeah. that with Trump we didn't have better leaders or grown-ups either, right? But in mm -hmm. this situation, these diplomats are trying – why? Why are they willing to subject themselves to this to deal with China? We don't have to deal with China. Let's just make our own stuff. We America consumes a third of what the whole world produces. Yeah. What, what does that mean? That means they need us to buy their stuff. Yep. Without us, they would lose a lot. Yeah, they need us to buy their stuff. Oh, you don't want us to buy your stuff? Okay, we, we might suffer, but that's temporary. You know, America is a massive breadbasket. You can think whatever you want to about me, but everything mm. is here in America. If we're having a chip problem, right? I'm, I'm talking about technology, right? If we're having a problem creating the microchips and things like that that are needed in cars and electronics, etc., why are we depending on China for that? Why can't we just produce that? If we need more uh, fossil fuels or whatever, why are we taking it from the Middle East? We, we've got all, uh, things that exist here. We already have natural gas, etc., that we could power vehicles today with, right? Mm -hmm. And there's tons of vehicles in America being powered today. Why are we depending on anyone to do these things? Why are we willing to subject ourselves to anal swabbery? <laughs> you know, just to go over to China to 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 what to negotiate with these guys so that we right. could buy their crap. And it is crap. <laughs> yeah. No one in America is going to starve from that. No. And, and if we stop doing that and we created more of these jobs here at home, there would be a hell of a lot less people out of work. There would be a much better economy. You know, um, but but there is also another problem here in America as to why a lot of these companies go outside and buy the cheap junk that they buy is because there's a, and I hate to say this, but that's another human nature. There's mm -hmm. a certain amount of greed that people have because 
they always want more, more, more. So, you know, if you look at it per capita, you know, especially in manufacturing, most manufacturing, especially back in the day before everything went overseas, mm-hmm. American workers made more at their jobs than workers in other countries. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then it just wasn't good enough. So, you know, now we want more, 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 you know, yeah. which kind of uh, destroyed industry a little bit, you know. Yeah, um, Millsap Mike says, let's see, let's get this here. He says, um, China has a near monopoly on rare earth elements that we need for technology. Um, That may be so, but this is America. This is America. No one here is going to suffer and die if we take some time and figure this out, right? There's ways, there's technology that exists. We own this technology and we're letting China and other places steal this technology all the time. We're developing these things over here and and not actually putting them into production because of the expense. But things like this, you know, necessitate necessitate that you go, okay, we're not going to make our chips this way. We're going to do it this way, Mm -hmm. right? Or we're going to get our chips from this instead of that. Or we're going to do this instead of that. We're inventive. We could do this. You know, America's gone through a lot more stuff than this before. Why these guys are willing to get, you know, uh, swabs, you know, basically, as I said, ass missiles. This is what's happening. (laughs) Who knows what the Chinese are putting up there? (laughs) You know, um, Mr. Big gets that swab in the deck. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, Rodney Brady says counties, uh, countries like China and India require Americans bring jobs just to do business or trade in their countries. Unlike this nation, we don't force other nations to do the same. Um, Yeah, but we don't see. Here's the thing. We don't have to do business with people. We are not going to suffer and die. Mm -hmm. So things may get real expensive here. Why are we afraid of that? If we start manufacturing things here, the whole world is going to demand what we make. Just look at Tesla. I know there's people out there that don't like get like Tesla. I get it. That's made in America. Yep. Right? And it's tough to make it in America. Um, you know, Musk had problems doing this in um, in California. And even like what's come out lately in the news is that people like Bill Gates were actually some of the people shorting him. So imagine Bill Gates putting mm-hmm. money into shorting Tesla. And that's an American company uh, developing something, right, and building things here. Well, this is the point that I'm trying to make. We could do stuff. We could do these things. And it may be expensive initially, but everyone doesn't need it. Everyone doesn't need a new car. Everyone doesn't need the latest phone. You know, we could suffer without it for a little while, and then we could figure out ways to develop it and make it here ourselves. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And and just, okay. So we don't have, maybe we don't have some of the materials here in the United States. Well, yes, we can get the materials from the other countries, but we don't have to rely on them to build the stuff. We can just get the materials shipped over here and then build it ourselves from there. You know, we can, we can make stuff from raw materials just as well as they can, you know? So why do we have to rely on them just because it's there? Why do we have to rely on them to, build the products as well as you know mine the materials why can't they just mine it and ship us the raw materials um i don't know that we yes i understand what you're saying but i don't know why we need anything from anywhere Mm. right i'm not sure that we really do i'm not i'm really not sure that we really do 
there's lots of there's other alternatives we're acting like if there's not alternatives and we're acting right. like we have to have the latest whatever tomorrow in or, order to do this one of the pro this is the flip side of what i was just saying about uh musk and and electric cars why are we forcing electric cars on ourselves right now if we don't have the chips there's no reason to do that you know, we yeah. can we can convert all the cars in America to run off of natural gas, and we have more natural gas in America than Saudi Arabia has oil, and it's fifty yeah. percent cleaner than than uh, than you know than uh, than gas than oil you know oil based mm -hmm. fossil fuels are right now. It's fifty percent cleaner, so that would be better for the environment. Okay, which. Everyone cares about the environment. We live in it. You know, even me mm -hmm. as a gun guy, I care about that. I live in the country. A lot of people who say they care about the environment live in cities and stuff like that. So I don't know right. what the hell they're talking about. I can see the stars. When I go out of here, I can look up and see the stars. Yeah, same here. <laughs> so I do care about the environment. What are we doing? It's 50% cleaner. It's it's so it, it's better for the engines. The engines will, that we have will last longer. All we need is a few years, and we could come up with the alternatives to this stuff, and we mm -hmm. could figure this stuff out. But we're forcing everything, and then countries like China are depending on our stupidity, and the fact that we're depending on stuff. I don't think there's anything we depend on in America. Why are farmers producing stuff and most of it is destroyed? Yeah. Right? So we're not going to starve. Nope. Okay? We're not going to suffer in America. We just need to go, okay, you guys want to do this? Fine. Let's lock everything down. You all just... Because once... China can't actually handle that. There's no... There, a lot of countries around the world cannot handle if we stop consuming a third of what the world makes. And yeah. I think this is a big thing that everyone misses when they go into panic mode. Um, look, I, everyone loves to go to Walmart and stuff like that and get stuff cheap or whatever. I get it. But we're going to survive. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and eventually we'll get better out of it and we won't be dependent on things. And we could come up with alternatives for these things. They're absolutely alternatives. And I'm not I'm not trying to say that I know or understand all of these things. But I can tell you right now we can start recycling stuff that we have. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. recyclable metals, I mean, aluminum's perfectly recyclable, steel's yeah. perfectly recyclable. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's recyclable that they don't recycle that they're mm -hmm. saying is killing our environment, you know, is, mm -hmm. is polluting the ground. But, you know, here's the funny thing, and they always talk about going green this and that and using sources of renewable energy, like, you know, like wind turbines, for example. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Those wind turbines, you know, they have gears and everything else in there. So what lubricates those gears to keep them moving? Oil, right? Yeah. So how, how green is that if oil is not good for the earth? <laughs> okay. And then, then the blades are made out of this material that's not recyclable. Uh, and what the, what do they do when the, and the blades only last but so long and they can't rebuild them? So what do they do? They, they bury them. How mm -hmm. good is that for the environment? How good yeah. is that for the earth? You know, how green is that? You know, if if our sources of re renewable green energy are less green than what we're doing now, how how far are we going to progress and how green are we going to be able to get? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we're just afraid of suffering. I think it goes back to the whole question of whether or not we will go into civil war. I think that most people right. in America are too afraid of suffering. Mm -hmm. They actually can't handle it. If you can't handle 
um, like China is probably deliberately not sending chips out to the rest of the world so that it could have more leverage. Yep. Okay. Then you can't handle anything. <laughs> you can't suffer for a little bit, right? You can't pull up your belt. We could all stand to get a little skinnier and eat a little bit less. But yeah, no one in America sure. is going to starve. Nope. You know, I grew up without technology. You know, I could care less if we get microchips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I'll go back to what it was like when I was a kid growing up. I'll, I'll gladly go back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rodney Brady saying U.S. carries out airstrikes against Iran-backed militia uh, facilities in Syria. Um, okay. And uh, Brian Quick says nuclear is the answer, always has been. Rain gave us a couple of bucks. Thank you, Rain, for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, we appreciate it. Just Juice says rain made it drizzle. Hey, I'll take a drizzle over a drought. Yep, um, that's right. Yeah. Uh, John Doe says solar needs silver, but they want to ban miners from getting the metal. Laugh out loud. The eco extremists don't even know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, and Len Holt says China doesn't make all the chips. Change my mind. Um, yeah. I think that a lot of these stuff, these things are, uh, are just manufactured situations, right? It's just like OPEC. OPEC controls America all the time just by controlling the production of oil. And I used to live it. When I lived in Nigeria, that's an OPEC nation. still is. Um, but it's kind of tough for them to wrangle all those different uh, nations together and make things happen. But why are we depending on it? I don't know. Uh, let's right. see. Max says it takes a massive amount of fossil fuel um, is used... Uh, in the construction, transportation, maintenance, etc., that most people know that, and they kill thousands of birds, some endangered. Um, I said that before, and and I believe the person who right now is uh, arguing with us. The last time we were having this conversation, when we were talking about, uh, you know, windmills and stuff like that, I was like, "Oh, you guys are crazy." Do you remember that? That was like a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Yeah, the windmills kill a lot of birds." They're not as uh, environmentally friendly as you think, and they're subject. A lot of them don't work or break down. Oh, wait a second. So then something happened in Texas. I don't know what that. <laughs> you know, if you go look what happened in Texas with the windmills, <laughs> we could yeah, just Google right now. Yeah, just they didn't move. Same thing with the solar panels. They got covered in snow and ice, and guess what? They didn't produce no energy. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, just Google Texas windmills. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but the thing yeah. is is you know yeah yeah sure it 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 may be a cheaper form of energy, but how how is it cheaper when it takes just as much maintenance and just as much time and effort and money to to still run and build and produce all the stuff to keep that renewable energy moving? Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> it winds out to be the same I think in the end anyway you know. Yeah, um, and then he that that guy is still mad because we're talking about the birds. Okay, yeah, I guess we don't need birds. Yeah, <laughs> save the bees. Save yeah, the bees. I mean, if, if you do anything, save the bees. Yeah, either everything is in- interconnected or it isn't. You know, and there are ways to do things. I'm not saying there are ways to do things better, but people have specific um, things that they're trying to push on us, and that's why they're doing things that way. 
And you're, if someone is out there saying that we can't be 50, make something 50% cleaner until we figure out mm-hmm. how to do nuclear better or, you know, to ensure um, the production of nuclear energy, which I think we've, we've pretty much done some good things with that, then I don't know what to say to you, right? This is how we force out, we paint ourselves into a corner and then we're mm-hmm. trapped there. <laughs> we're trapped there. And then people could do whatever to us because they look at us and like, these look at these Americans, you know? They don't know any better. Uh, it's like, you know, you just, you just, uh, you know, Max, Max says, uh, I know a lady in Kansas that works at a power company and her only job is to track the death of birds and how to prevent their death. They kill plenty of birds like eagles and hawks. Of course they do. Anyone who doesn't think they do that, you are, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking, but you're you know, thinking whatever you are thinking. Okay, look, we hit up against the 9 o'clock hour. <laughs> Everything got real heated in here, and I'm going to blame yeah. Mac for that. That's all Mac's fault. <laughs> you know, Instigator. <laughs> yeah, he came in here and hit the back of our show um, like a hammer hitting the back of a P365. <laughs> no, wait, was it a 320? I think it was a 320, right? Yeah, 320, yeah, the P320. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all them guys with it just wailing on it and breaking the trigger guards before the gun shoots. He, I think Mac was feeling frisky today, man. He was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to jump in there. Also, big shout out to Charles Heller from Arizona Citizens Defense League that was here. I just want to remind you guys to go um, check out the Arizona Citizens Defense League. Um, you know, uh, there's there's um, some good stuff there. And I think the Citizens Defense League's popping up in different places. I know Mac was working on one, I think, in Indiana, right? I don't, I don't want to... I don't want to pin him down to anything there, but I know that there's different things going on around the country, and we all need to pay attention to that. So, um, but big thanks to Mac for coming in and uh, keeping everything spicy. <laughs> you know, um, and, and and chopping it up here. Um, so, he yeah. said he's just drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah, he's drunk on what, like a Red Bull or something, or a Monster <laughs> Gatorade, or what is it exactly? Uh, some or some moonshine. I don't know. I don't know what uh, Max preference out there. So listen, we've got Scott of Gorillas and Guns here. Let's find out from Scott what we can do to support him and follow him. I know you're doing a show with John Crump. Um, yep. GOA. Yep. You're, you guys are doing the GOA Virginia podcast, right? Yeah, it's uh, called Virginia Reloaded, uh, and we've been recording uh, one a week. Uh, last week was episode two that we recorded, so this weekend we'll be doing episode three. Um, seems like they usually come out Wednesdays, Thursdays. Uh, you can also go over to the John Crump Live channel and get in on us recording these. Uh, I don't know if he's going to continue running it that way, but that's how we did the first two episodes we did on the, his uh, live channel. Uh, so that that was pretty cool. You know, we had a little bit of uh, audience participation and stuff like that. So it made it fun. You know, uh, it, it's a good thing. We're we're uh, nailing down what's happening here in Virginia and we're, you know, working for the GOA and, you know, just trying to get the information out there to people. So, you know, people can get educated and and make informative decisions, you know. OK, awesome. Very good. Um, <laughs> Mac is laughing about that. I don't think he really, I don't think he really, uh, he's too much of a, a nerd to really drink that much. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, definitely milk drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I see. That's what the juice said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's probably, you know what? Okay. I'm guessing he's over there editing or something right now. 
<laughs> and just to keep his own system flowing, he's he's messing with us. But we appreciate it. I really would like to. We need to get Mac back on the show. Um, I'll, I'll reach out to him and see if we could just get him to come on and and do a show here uh, with us because I don't. We haven't had him on this year. We 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 had him on a couple times last year. We'll we'll get him in here because those are always. Uh, fun shows basically it's fun for me because i don't really have to do i just let mac i just let him go and do his thing (laughs) (laughs) just let him run wild (laughs) yeah Yeah. and then i just make snippets out of everything after that (laughs) and then i try to troll him as much as possible when i'm making those snippets you know um okay so listen uh big thanks to everyone for hanging out here with us smash those thumbs ups if you haven't already we really do appreciate that um, as I said, check out Arizona Citizens Defense League. Check out Guerrillas and Guns, Black Swan Tactical, as well as Military Arms Channel. Shout out um, to him uh, for coming in here and uh, hanging out with us. And uh, let's see uh, what else. Okay, I'm going to go and play the end, and we're going to come back. And Guerrillas and Guns is going to give us the last word. Let's do this. All right, guys, so thanks for hanging out with us. As I said, uh, smash the thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. We're going to rip the audio out of this and put it up on your favorite places to watch audio podcasts like iTunes and Podbean and all those kinds of things. We've got people listening to us in Czechoslovakia and India. My people in India, you know, I would like to see at least half of the nation of India represent for the first I'm not totally Indian. I'm like half Indian, but I think that's enough. You know, I'm not like the first Indian dude in the gun community. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm laughing. I'm kidding around, but it's true. So big shout out to the folks in India, but of course we love the folks in America and all over the world that are listening and looking at this podcast. We appreciate you guys. We got people in England, all over the place. Um, so there you go. Millsup Mike says, "See you later, Banana Man and Hank." <laughs> Um, so there you go. Lots of folks hanging out with us to get, hit us with the, uh, final words here. G&G. Um, yeah, I'd like, first I, I'd like to give a, a big shout out to Richard Monder. He actually just joined the VCDL and he's actually over in England. So I think that's awesome. Yes. You know, we got that is awesome. people joining from all over the world. Absolutely. That's yeah. 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 And if um, Mac is still listening, Mac, look up Tusk, man. Big shout out to Tusk. Yep. We're going to need this to help us pay for stuff very soon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, this is a firearms crypto payments. If you haven't heard of it, it stands for the Universal Settlement Coin, and they sponsored us. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting your final words. Hit us. <laughs> All right. Just uh, uh, yeah. Just just to kind of go back to a conversation we were having earlier. I think uh, one of the big problems that we have in the country is the fact that our politicians like to solve problems that aren't problems. Amen. I would totally agree with that. All right, we're out of here, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Well, actually, wait. Hold on a second. Are we? I, I don't know. Might not be a show tomorrow. I got to find out from Lola whether or not there's a show. But if not, we'll see you guys on Monday or we'll see you tomorrow. Whichever one happens. <laughs> All ba- bases are covered. We're out. Peace. <laughs>